And hello, welcome Monday morning people. This is Josh. I am here with Zach Lewis and Matt Stoker in the studio. Joined with special guest Robin Plotkin, a registered dietitian. Um, we have some great things to talk about in the world of culinary. But first, uh, there's egg, speaking of culinary, egg on my face. Uh, I have, uh, I walked in today. And I saw the Friday show playing on the screen. Uh, our, our shows loop in all the time because we like seeing our, ourselves on TV. We can't TV. stop watching ourselves. Yeah. We're you gotta, so you got to bump up those views. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm wearing the exact same shirt as I wore <laughs> on Friday. Now, you did wash it, right? Oh, yeah. It's clean. It's a, cl- yeah. it's a clean shirt. Okay. Yeah, enough. How okay. does how does that happen? So you just did laundry over the weekend, I threw it in the closet. Back, and... Yeah, I don't remember what shirt I wore when I wore it. I You're go, on hey, your way. This is a shirt. It fits. Done. Out the door. I love that you got in front of that and had something to say. Because if I had done that, I would have said nothing and just hope society didn't notice. And honestly, I don't think they would have. I didn't notice. Matt, did you notice that? Uh, no, I didn't notice. But I, I, I will start paying more attention to Josh's wardrobe right. choices. From <laughs> that's now. what we've learned. Robin yeah. said she noticed, and that that's the important okay, part. Okay, well, Robin noticed. Yeah. yeah. So again, uh, I think, think this is why at Real News Communication Network we need to have a a, uh, a wardrobe budget where we can go out and, and have clothes <laughs> sent to us. We're no. going to be on screen. Uh, we need to be able to uh, always have a different shirt every single show. I think that's great for a sponsorship. If somebody would like to yeah. provide some clothing and provided wanna, by whomever. <laughs> I don't want to end up wearing like matching polos that say somebody else's logo on there for like a monthly yeah, stipend where we sponsor people like NASCAR cool. cars that's on the where, lunch break. That's where you and I are different. I, I understand that. Yeah. Uh, Robin, thank you so much for joining the show. Sorry for the little sidebar. I just had to get that out there. I don't trust the internet to leave it alone. I knew that somebody would have been uh, all over it. So wanted to be aware. Yeah. Are you having a good day? I'm having a great day. So you came in for a meeting here at Real News PR, right. and Jeff grabbed you by the hand, brought you down here. We're so happy to have you in studio. Thank you. Happy uh, to be here. So what you said that you do is uh, you're not a chef by any means, but you're a phenomenal like home chef, and you have a blog, which is called what again? It's called Robin's Bite. Robin's Bite. That's Robin's right. Robin's Bite. And what you do is you help people cook at home healthily. Right. But... Tastefully, tastefully, which That's is the right. important part. Because so here's the here here's the conundrum at our our house. My wife's a vegetarian. I. I eat like as raw as you can steak. Yeah. Like, that, that, yeah. that, that's where we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and she would go vegan if it wasn't for cheese. Okay. Yeah, cheese is her cheese is her Achilles heel. <laughs> her vice. Yeah, it's it wasn't the for one. cheese. Mm. Right. Because everything else she's fine with. She makes all like she'll make brownies and do all the healthy like she'll use I forget what it's like some sort of like meal and like ground like. Whatever it is, it's like it, almond flour yeah, or something. Yeah. Flour. She swaps. She, she swaps. does the swaps. And it's never that she's like, it didn't turn out right. Well, I I know why, because uh, you didn't use eggs or butter, good. yeah, or any of the things that make it make brownies taste amazing. Um, but she's all, all, always trying right. to to find healthier ways to have what she loves every day. So, what's something that you can tell people that when you go to your blog, they'll find and be able to reproduce pretty easily. Here, here's the thing about cooking. It, it's not as easy as people think it is. Mm-hmm. And my goal really is to help people find a way to put a healthy, tasteful meal on the table. It's going to be five, six, seven ingredients max. It's going to be ingredients that you can find in any store. You don't have to go to Amazon to order them or go to a specialty store necessarily. And the way that I create my recipes is the way that you would do it in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm trying to take the fear out of it. I'm trying to make it easy. I'm trying to make it fun. You know, that's what cooking is, especially nowadays. We're kind of coming back to cooking and breaking bread, like we talked about a little bit earlier. Yeah. And that's an important part of community. Sure. Which circles in, you know, with health overall. I think the most interesting out of thing out, out of that that you said was that you're trying to make it fun. Something I've noticed with people I know who don't particularly enjoy cooking, it's something I've been trying to come around more on lately, is that it, it feels like work. Like I get home after a long day, I don't want to throw on an apron and slave in the kitchen and scrub dishes. Like that's a whole hassle. So what what do you do to kind of bridge that gap and say, okay, it's not work, all right? It is right. pleasant. It's a fun experience. What's, what's the secret? I'm no different than you. I'm the same way. I work full time. I've got a family. You know, maybe you don't, but you're busy. I use convenience products. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. We use paper plates at my house. There's nothing wrong with that. And hey, if you don't do the dishes that night, it's okay to save them for the next morning. Yeah, I can get behind that. I can too. What do you think of services like, um, I don't know, like meal prep services? Because that's got to be something you've talked about lately. Things like... Uh, Blue Apron. Blue Apron or uh, HelloFresh or right. there's a couple others. Yeah, those are those seem to be picking up steam. What are those about? Those are, like you said, uh, services where you can order online and have the food come directly to your house. There's different levels of cooking, though. I will tell you that. And a lot of people are very surprised when they get the ingredients full and then they have to then take them out of the box and do the preparation. Yeah. A lot of people don't like that. That's not cool. They thought right. it was going to come pretty much already done. And for a lot of different reasons, it's really tough for that to happen. A lot of people now are using uh, chefs to make their own meals. They deliver them and they're ready to go. Literally lift off the lid, put them on a plate or not. Sure. Microwave them, heat them up in your oven, and you're good to go. And then there's obviously the places where you can just walk in mm-hmm. and buy food already prepared. It's calorie restricted. It might be gluten-free or whatever type of diet you're following. It's already done for you. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of different ways to eat today than there were even five years ago. Do you, do you prefer, because I know for me, the problem with a blue apron was the cost. You, you end up paying a lot for three meals. Right. So does your blog help people um, uh, like say, hey, like, is there a cost efficient way of doing that? And this like when everyone's like trying to worry about their budget mm-hmm. or getting things priced out, is there a way? Because I've always heard the reason why McDonald's is a number one go-to is because it's cheap. Right. Uh, and so is there a way to eat healthy and still... Uh, you know, watch watch how much you spend. Absolutely, and if you think about it, the healthiest foods are really some of the most inexpensive foods there are. Eggs, potatoes, bananas, fruits, vegetables. You don't have to go and buy the most expensive ingredients out there. And odds are when people do do that, they either don't know how to prepare it correctly and they wind up ruining it, which is, in my opinion, devastating, mm-hmm. <laughs> or they wind up wasting it. So you really have to think about budget-wise is it worth it for me to buy all of this, let's say, um, fresh fruit and vegetable, only eat half of it and then throw it away? Yeah. Or is it worth it to maybe buy those blue aprons, eat what's given to me, know that it's portion controlled or whatever I have leftovers for tomorrow? And how does that affect my, my pocketbook? Food waste is a very big topic right now. Yeah. Uh, it definitely has been in my household for the last two years. And I am making very specific strides to decrease the amount of food waste in my house. Everybody wastes food Mm -hmm. across the board. But there are things that you can do, even small things, to make sure that that doesn't happen. And thinking about, I need to go to the grocery store, I need to spend X amount of dollars. If you're going to throw that stuff away, first of all, you're not going to get the nutrition from it, right? It's in the trash. And two, maybe it's better off buying it from the grocery store already prepared. 
That's true. Yeah. Robin, I appreciate you coming on the show. This was phenomenal. Again, it's Robin's Bite. Correct. Uh, that's all the social media. And that's, I'm sure, Facebook and Twitter yes. and all that kind of stuff. So go there. Check it out. Check out her, her blog. A lot of great stuff to say. Thank you so much for Thank coming on. Thank you, guys. On. Appreciate it. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, if you're not a morning person and having a hard time waking up every day, we have one trick that will help turn that around. Coming back on Real News Lunch Break Show. We are back on the RNC and Lunch Break Show. Again, I am Josh. We do this show every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Except for this Friday, we're off for Good Friday. I'm always joined in studio with Zach Lewis and Matt Stoker. Uh, we're going to get to some Facebook comments real quick. Uh, apparently, some uh, the comment section was blowing up. Some hot debate. Not really debate. But yeah, there were a lot of people in there. I didn't yeah. know where to jump in. People, I'm trying to do it off my in. iPhone, and I'm, I'm, I'm a mess. Uh, yeah, so first of all, Samantha on Facebook calling us out saying we always just wear plaid, so it doesn't really matter what if we change shirts. I know Zach, you are not you're not part of the plaid crew. Today. I try not to be. I, I think I wear a lot of plaid. That's fair. I do have a lot of plaid shirts. I like them. I think they look good. First off, a lot of button ups are plaid. Okay, that's and button true. up is a good business casual. And, and secondly, and I'm gonna be honest here, plaid's a little slimming. Just, just gonna throw it. All right, you get and the you vertical lines. Take, take that what you yeah. will. Yeah, do with that what you will. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm a fan of the plaid. All right, for everybody out there who's plaid hater, get out of here. All right, we don't we don't we don't need you or your comments. Actually, I'm kidding. Throw um, Sarah Crilly saying, uh, yeah, she tried Blue Apron and liked it. They're trying to do. Uh, they're trying to make as many meals at the dinner table and uh, have no TV, no cell phones. That's a whole other discussion that I guess. Oh we man, that is right another now. discussion. We um, should get into that at some point. Not I now. Later. 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 We later. try yeah, it. Yeah. We try it, but it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't always work. Yeah. Um, Samantha also saying they're working through the America's Test Kitchen cookbook. America's did, Test Kitchen. They did cookbook. try Blue Apron. They. Uh, she said she didn't like it because there was a lot of uh, packaging waste, which I've heard. Uh, there are other meal prep services that don't have that problem, so right. you don't have to use Blue Apron if you don't want to. I think Samantha's the kind of person that uses like reusable bags when she goes to the grocery store. So I could totally get behind the packaging waste thing. Like I yeah, get it. Sure. Yeah. 
Nothing wrong with it, a reusable bag. No, nothing at all. No, that's a good thing. I wish I did uh, that. <laughs> and then Andy's saying rice cooker for the win. So Rice cooker for the win. Yep. Andy's too lazy to cook rice. The man eats fuel. <laughs> all right. What, <laughs> like he's that's, like he's like he's buying rice and cooking it. Right, what does he yeah. know? Yeah. How is it hard to cook rice in a rice cooker? No, it's not. It's easy, but it's that's a whole other. You know Got what? We, next There's time we have Andy in studio, we'll, we'll talk about Huel okay. and what that's all about. He needs that's, to come on and defend a bunch been of on comments talk he's about made. That. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> We're gonna have an Andy Inquisition. So, so moving on. Uh, we, yeah, we we have Dallas Startup Week in the wings, We're waiting to come in and do their next segment. They're gonna be talking about Dallas Startup Week, so that, that's exciting. But before that, I promise to talk about uh, how to help be a morning person, or either one of you a morning person. No. I, and I, I I like it when I am. There are days when, you know, say on the weekend, I, I happen to wake up at 7 a.m. or something and I'm up. It feels like my day is is so much longer. I mean, it is. Right. Because I'm not sleeping until noon or whatever <laughs> like I used to in college. Um, but, yeah, I'm not. I have a really hard time waking up in the morning. To be fair, like, I and we all did morning radio at some point. Matt, you did, right? You uh, done a yeah, morning radio yeah. shift. Yeah. So we've Absolutely. all had to do had to be some kind of morning person. Morning I, I, radio is way different than being a morning person though. That's <laughs> that's like yeah, that's like getting up and going. I, I don't even know I don't even know what to compare it to. Getting yeah. up at three in the morning is not the same as waking up and just being in a good mood. I don't think you can be in no, a good mood if you wake up at, it's at three rough. in the morning. I, I'm the same as you. I like doing it. I'm just not good at it. So whatever this trick is, I'm hoping will well, enlighten me. I so I read this and I brought it up for this reason. One is to kind of make fun of it because I think it's, it's a horrible trick. Okay. But it in in Z, what Z, what Matt just said, it could actually work. What they're saying is wake up earlier. Wake up. I earlier. don't know how how that works. That's yeah. the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> but they said the trick is not a to, morning person. Be even more of a morning <laughs> person. Get up early. No, yeah. it says to wake up early, and because that because they say what happens normally is when you're not a morning person because you can't ever seem to catch up, right? Yeah, you can't ever seem to like get a hold of your day, right? Uh, and so you always feel like, man, I'm falling behind. So instead. Wake up and have time for mindfulness meditation. Everyone preaches meditation, and I'm sure there's somebody in the in our office that does this. Sure, I I I can't get behind it. I I just I just can't get behind me sitting still for ten minutes saying um and putting my you know middle finger and thumb <laughs> I don't together. Think you have to do it that uh, way. That's how I would have to do it. <laughs> uh, I I don't think I don't think that's how I would like gain. But everyone like I read books all the time that yeah. talk about it's so important to have meditation. Meditation and just mindfulness all the time is important to your well-being and productivity and all those different things. But that's what it says. Yeah. It says wake up early and have at least five to ten minutes of mindful meditation where you can figure out what you're going to do and how you're going to accomplish it. And then you can get up and hit the ground running. A man on said, Facebook saying, I meditate. Yeah, so Samantha yes, we were right. So, yeah. Yeah. Somebody in the office, yes. Yeah. And so they're saying that's that's what that's what it takes. You know, and it, obviously for Amanda, she's very pr- productive. Uh, and so, you know, she's not like a slacker. So it, it does work for a lot of people. Uh, mindful meditation does work. Oh. I just... I yeah. can't get behind it. I, Heath Oaks does this on second shot, and and he's clearly very successful. So there's got to be something to it. I don't think my like meditating in the morning would work because I feel like I'd just go back to sleep. <laughs> I'm gonna meditate lying. Yeah. Well, the thing is, you have to get up. Right. You can't like lay in bed and be yeah. mindful. Up. Yeah. But even then, I'm I'm one of those people like I'll fall asleep anywhere doing anything. I like, do eight I, minutes I of can meditation. Sleep through anything. Yeah. The like, snooze button. I could fall asleep sitting cross-legged, uh, like uh, sitting up meditating. Like if I'm closing my eyes and listening to peaceful music or, or whatever it is you do when you meditate, I feel like that would just lull me right back to sleep. I think we identified you put your middle finger and thumb together and you say, <laughs> um. Oh, is that it? Yeah. That's that's what you have to do when you meditate. 
it. Um, I, I just feel like getting up and sitting down. You know, and there are times that I do that. I don't call it meditation. But I just sit there for a second where I'm like extremely stressed out or when I got a lot going on. And I say, like, take a second to breathe, which is what they say exactly what meditation is. Sure. Yeah. It's just breathing, like being like, hey, I'm going to like take it down a notch and, and look from this like issue that I'm facing from a different angle. But it helps. But I just, I don't know. I, just, I, do, I do think as stupid as it sounds, uh, just getting up is one of the biggest things you can do to be sure. a morning person because i i fight with the snooze uh, the snooze button all the time yeah um i did for a while shout out to the rock clock i, I was using the rock clock the for a rock while. clock she doesn't yes it's an alarm clock made by uh Dwayne the rock johnson <laughs> okay. and it has no snooze button so you have to get up and you get an inspirational message every morning from the rock and uh you can set it to rock time so you wake up at the same time as the rock if you want uh, otherwise, you just set it to your uh, set it to your <laughs> okay. own self. This sounds what like time a gimmick. Does yeah, go the ahead. rock wake up? It's usually like four a.m. Yeah, it's not it's not worth it. I never did rock time. <laughs> the guy's got to get like eight hours of gym in a day. Are these inspirational messages like a magic eight ball? Are there like six of them, and it just cycles? No, through? man. He was recording. I haven't watched it in a while, uh, but he was recording like messages. It wasn't personalized, but it was just he would say something every morning. Like he'd be at the gym, hitting up the gym, and uh, you know. You guys go out and kill it today. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, Rock, I'm gonna go out and kill it today. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, you got it. As I roll over and eat cold pizza right. off the side of the bed, the Rock Clock. What is but, it like Wi-Fi connected, so we can update messages? How does that work? Uh, well, no, it was just a, it was just an app, so sure. it was. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, so he would just load like Instagram. He would just load a, a video. But yeah, the the biggest thing was not having a snooze button. So knowing I had to, if I didn't get up. I was just if I went back to sleep, there was nothing that was going to wake me back up until I woke up naturally. Right. So just doing that much, just saying I have to get out of bed and fight through the five ten minutes of just wanting desperately to go back to bed, and then yeah. I was fine. You know, I was that that worked for me. I am a heavy sleeper. The greatest thing, like for an alarm clock for being a heavy sleeper, is having somebody in the house who's a light sleeper, because I don't have to worry about alarm clocks because the person next to me will wake up. And they'll just let me know what's going on, and I'm awake. It's the greatest. Yeah. Oh man, you can't beat it. I don't. I don't know if you two <laughs> no. have that problem. Yeah. But. My my wife's a super light sleeper. I'm a super super heavy sleeper. Yeah. But she hates it. Oh, oh like, no! She, Christine hates it too. Yeah. yeah. No, she it's the worst. So you can't say it's the greatest thing in the world if your significant other is like mad at every. Because back when I was getting up at like 4 a.m. Yeah. Oh man. Because <laughs> it takes her forever to go back to sleep. Right. right. And so what was it? Not only am I up at 4 a.m. Now I have to wait till six fall back asleep uh-huh. and yeah she was never happy about that arrangement because well, for, a while, a, for yeah. a while i had to have three alarm clocks to get out of bed because i slept in a couple days it's hard and when you're man, doing morning hard. shows morning radio is, is hard it's a tough gig that oh, i man, yeah. i am convinced that even the people who've done it all their lives you never really get used to it you no. never it, you, you never yeah get to a point where that makes sense it just sucks less yeah right yeah it's never good it just <laughs> just sucks less it doesn't um, get easier you just get more beaten down by it right. i know yeah. samantha in the comments mentioned she would teach us how to meditate meditate at some point that might be a bit yeah can we do some meditation on the air is that yeah, well, yeah, why i'd make not? a bit of that Absolutely. why not I don't know. I, I can do it with, with a quick nap. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I will say Nick Nielsen, Nielsen uh, putting props up for the rock clock. 
He says the battle the battle cat tune wakes wakes him up. That was the other thing was that it had a bunch of different alarm tunes and it was like jungle sounds or oh, just wow. like yeah hardcore like you could wake up and it sounded like there was a yeah you were being surrounded by animals or something. Like it was that. like officially licensed Jumanji. Welcome to the jungle. <laughs> no, this was before Rock Jumanji. Clock so feature. Was, oh wow. Yeah, I'll have to dig, uh, I'll dig it up during the break. Yeah, what we'll is this some, an app? Is this? Yeah, yeah. I'll check that out. The, the Rock, Rock Clock. Yeah, the Rock get into that. Oh my god. Everybody get on the Rock Clock. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back though, we have the Dallas Startup Week. In is in studio with Rachel and Lindsay. They're going to be talking about all things startup and what to be expecting uh, when you guys start, which is, I think, next Monday. So coming back. We are back on the Real News Lunch Break Show. I am in studio with our special guest, Lindsay and Rachel of Dallas Startup Week. How's it going, ladies? It's going great. Yeah. Uh, exciting. You're getting down to the wire here. We're like, what, one week out? Yeah. Yeah, this yeah. time next week, you guys are going to be just mass chaos running around uh, <laughs> trying to figure this thing out. So Organized yeah. chaos. <laughs> yeah. Organized Come on chaos. Now. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Structured chaos. It's already starting. Oh. <laughs> uh, so what's something that people can expect uh, besides, uh, you know, what's something that people can, can expect from this year that was different than, than last year from Dallas Startup Week? So a couple things. One, we decided to diversify geographically. So normally Dallas Startup Week is predominantly held in downtown. And this year we opened it up for venues outside of downtown Dallas mm-hmm. to participate. So oh, we'll wow. have um, some sessions up in Frisco, Addison, Richardson. Um, Arlington, mm-hmm. downtown. Even at the Rangers Stadium? Yeah, potentially. Still holding out on that one. <laughs> oh, wow. But we just uh, we decided to spread out and make it more inclusive since it is um, Dallas Startup sure. Week. We wanted to include all of Dallas, so that's one thing that's different. Also, we added a couple new tracks this year. So we added capital funding, um, corporate innovation, and emerging tech. So now, those are three new tracks. For week. someone, so I've never been before. Um, Great, neither have I. Yeah. <laughs> What's oh, something that, you know, when you say tracks, <laughs> I don't know what a track is. So the track is basically the industry category that everything falls under. So we have 16 this year. So a track is art and music or real estate. It's basically the industry, but we call it a track. That's cool. Uh, and then whenever, I, so if I, who needs to be going? 
Like, it, who's your who's who's there? And it says, hey, you know what? If you're starting a business, because you think Dallas Startup Week, so like entrepreneurs, like what stage of the game do people need to be in before they they come down to y'all's place? Yeah, so actually this year we um, made an effort to, um, our theme kind of centers around being inclusive of all stages of entrepreneurship. So everyone from somebody who's exploring the idea of potentially uh, starting their own business all the way to companies and and entrepreneurs who are championing um, the startup community. So really across the spectrum, if you are um, wanting to see what's new in the startup world or you want to learn more about how to grow your business, it's it's really across the spectrum this year. That's great. I think it's easy for a lot of people to assume that something like Dallas Startup Week just involves a lot of startups, right? Small companies, kind of people who are just getting into the business. And it seems like something that would be relatively easy to organize, but it's not. You guys do this like all year, right? And you get a lot of professionals. I know last year you had Paul Bettner from Playful. You had uh, Patrick Lee, one of the co-founders of Rotten Tomatoes. was really cool. We got to talk to him. Um, so who are you guys getting this year and how do you kind of get into that process of finding these people? So a couple of the fun speakers that we're going to have this year, um, Darren Woodson from the Cowboys will be doing our keynote on Tuesday night. Um, so he has recently started a company. So he'll be speaking more from an entrepreneurial perspective. Sure. We also have Kara Golden of Hint Water. Wow. Um, Joel Ford of Toyota is going to be there. Um, and just a bunch of other like really big name um, people in the entrepreneurial world. So that is fun. very exciting. I know uh, in the years previous, and how long has Dell's how long has it been going on, Dallas Startup Week? I believe we're on our fourth. Or I was going to say, yeah. I thought there was like four or five. This is the fourth year, I believe. Fourth year. Oh, wow. My third year. So. I, I know in the past you've kind of focused on keeping things in one central location, making things easy to walk to, but you've wanted to spread out. I remember last year when we talked to you, that was exactly the idea. It's like we need, to, we need to branch out a little bit and make this a little bit more Dallas exclusive. Um, how do you think that'll affect kind of how many people make events and stuff? You've got people all over the place. I'm sure there's two camps on this one. Yeah. I think that... <laughs> I think that the nice part about it is that it has made it more inclusive for people who live in the suburb areas or outside of Dallas proper. Um, They're just as important to the entrepreneurial community as the people that work in downtown. Um, And then the other camp would say that, no, why aren't we keeping it in one spot this year? So we decided that um, we just wanted to try and make it more inclusive. We're trying it out this year. Um, and we, we try to keep sessions all in, in hub areas. Like, so if we're not having a, an event in Addison every single day, we try to plan all of our sessions in a certain like area all at the same time so that people can kind of stick around one node yeah. and move around. Um, we also have base camp in downtown again. So Ross Tower is going to be our Chase Beast Camp for the year. So they've given us like 100,000 square feet (laughs) to use. It's insane. So it's going to be a lot of fun to have it there this year. Did you try to categorize tracks in areas, like specifically your Capital Ventures, like out in Frisco? Or is it kind of just a little bit of everything all over? It's a little bit of everything all over, but the one track specifically that's kind of... um, geared towards one area is the gaming track it'll be mostly in frisco because that's where the most predominant gaming area is there's a lot i'm gonna have to make it out to frisco and gaming you mean like video gaming Uh, all across esports all across the board there's some big developers out there are there there are yeah yeah yeah. 2k games is out there id is out there the the guys that made doom no, they're out in. Uh, Sorry, we can get off go. topic with. I'm talking about video games forever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I apologize. National uh, Video Game Museum's out there. Yeah, yeah. so we're going to be out there actually on Monday all day. 
uh, popping around, so you can cut, try try to come find us out there. We're going to do a two hour version of this show uh, live out there, and then uh, we're going to be out just doing a random pop ins as well. So we'll, we look forward to doing that and, and spending time with you guys more. Uh, and this is going to be in the downtown, uh, the Dallas yeah. location. Uh, we won't be going to any of the cool hubs in Frisco. Sorry, Zach. Uh, no, no video games. This for Monday. Us. Yeah. You know, I haven't been feeling very well. I might be coming down with something come Monday. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but before we go, what's like the one thing that you think people, um, you know, what are you excited about about this year? I think for me, so I'm actually a newcomer to the whole startup mm-hmm. entrepreneurial scene. I worked in the architecture industry a year ago, so complete departure. So it'll actually be my first startup week, and I'm just excited to see just the collaboration and energy that comes out of it. I know a lot of people who have attended in the past says it's a real game changer for them. Um, some of my coworkers said it really changed the trajectory of their startups. That's great. After after the week was over. So I'm excited to see and hear some of the stories that come out of that. So if they haven't bought tickets yet, where do they go to buy tickets? Yeah, so we have a website, DallasStartupWeek.com, that has all of our registration and schedule information on it. So that's the best place to go. We just released a roadmap to a successful startup week. So you can find that on our website, and it will walk you through everything that you need to know. I it's, highly suggest. Oh, sorry, Zach. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, if you're watching on Facebook, uh, hit the link in the comments. We already got one. Oh, Look boom. at that. The, how, about, how about that? We are on top of it. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. so if you're thinking about it in any way capacity, no matter what stage you are in in your business, it's something that you definitely want to go check out. Uh, hop online, see if it's for you, buy your tickets. Coming out Monday with us, you can hang out with us. Maybe we'll buy you a Starbucks. Who knows? You know, it's crazy. I mean, I'll take you up on that. Right. <laughs> Done. Are we, don't tell people buy them Starbucks. Oh, what are you doing? Yeah. Hey, I only I have it, X yeah. amount on my credit if card. So at some on, point sure. in time. Yeah, yeah. Josh will buy you a Starbucks. Yeah, at some point in time, we'll get capped on that. So again, thank you guys so much for going. Uh, go to the site, and we'll see you guys on Monday. On the on the lunch break show, uh, we are here again every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from twelve to one. I am Josh with Zach Lewis and Matt Stoker. We have an update. If you listened earlier, Matt was talking about the uh, app on his phone that got him out of bed, which was the Rock Clock. Trademark. Yeah, trademark. Yeah. Uh, we have an update on the Rock Clock. Uh, yeah, a very sad update, actually. What? Um, so I noticed whenever I updated my phone that the rock clock did not transfer over. What? So I went digging through the app store and it is gone. The there rock is clock? no more rock clock. It is, uh, and no one seems to have an answer. There, <laughs> a, a top search on Google is what happened to the rock clock. Right. And what? the rock clock is just uh, apparently no more. How how deep into that, that before it became a top search? Like how deep into the I, what happened to the I rock searched, clock? I searched the rock, clock, or the rock okay. clock and one of the top things was what happened to the rock clock. A uh, couple things. One was it's like a limited time event thing. Was this just like oh, just for that I'm aware of a no, month? It was not sold to me 
as that. And two, yeah, speaking of what was sold to you, so so much for all those motivational quotes about getting up and not giving in. What happened to the rock I guess, clock? I guess we gave up. That thing was clock. an institution. Yeah. People depended so on I assume that. if you still have it, you still get it. Now, I don't know if he's still doing live updates to it anymore. Yeah. I guess not if it's not around anymore. There was some guy. The only thing that gets me out of bed every day is this app. <laughs> and then... <laughs> They wouldn't pull the rug out. You know, it's so funny because I was thinking during this bit, but I didn't want to be cynical. We were talking about the rock clock. I was like, as the rock, I like to imagine Dwayne the Rock Johnson goes to the gym every morning. He's excited. He's a funny guy. He likes people. He records this thing. and He's like, this is going to motivate people. This is going to get them up. And then on the other hand, the cynical side of me is like, you know, that guy hates recording those things, right? Every day is probably the gym like, oh, God, I got to do another one of these motivational quotes for people for the stupid rock clock. And if it's gone, I'm starting to think maybe that's true. You know, Maybe, maybe he hated doing it. Maybe he was just over it. I don't know. Maybe he got you over his little pepper. You don't think he gets up every day and actually records those, right? I mean, I, you see what I mean? Well, like, no, the, so what, the what cynical would side of me wants to believe that it's like exactly no. as I think. He sat no, down he, for a one-hour session and read right. like a thousand <laughs> well, motivational things. No, so here's stop. what would happen is he would um, – you, you could tell he was doing it either the night before – or, but a lot of times, like if he was shooting a movie, he was do, he would do one from set. Yeah, and so you know Kevin Hart or whatever would be on the thing with him. So clearly they were updated at some point. And then every now and then it would just be like a slate that would just say, "Hey, you know, go be your best today." But uh, <laughs> for the most part, he was doing live update or not live updates, but he was doing them. You know, whenever he got up or the night before. Yeah, so they like were that. videos. Okay. They were just audio files. No, yeah, they were videos. Really? Yeah, they were video- They were just like an Instagram video. I'm so bummed I missed the rock clock. Like, yeah. where, w- where was I? It was a right? moment in time. Where were you It was when? a beautiful moment in time. <laughs> yeah. And it's all gone now. You can't uh, can't get it back. Yeah, like Nicholas Nielsen said on Facebook, no. <laughs> Bummer. Uh, and then uh, you found a story that you wanted to bring up. I didn't find a story. I had a story. Oh, happened to me. Happened to you. Perfect. Yeah, Best this kind is, of story. This is from real life. Mm. Real life. This really happened. Yeah, so this, this a weekend, a, uh, a new dessert shop opened up in town, the Cookie Dough Shop. I'm listening. Well, it's not yes. called the Cookie Dough Shop. No, it's not called the Cookie Dough Shop. I'm not giving them a free plug. You're talking. All right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so they're good enough for a story, but like, God forbid, we plug them. Okay. Fair enough. No, yeah. no, no. It's a cookie dough shop. Well, look, this is not a this is not a flattering story about them. Do they so. right? Do they sell just prepackaged cookie dough? What kind of? No, they sell cookie dough as if it were an ice cream. Right. So they they it is safe to eat. Mm-hmm. So there's no raw eggs in it, but it tastes just like cookie dough. It has the consistency of cookie dough, and they scoop it to you. It's delicious. Like I'm just gonna say, it. it's delicious. Right. This okay. is there was a video going around on Facebook for a while. Um, and, and, and the whole angle was like, it's the shop in New York that is like an ice cream shop with ice right. cream scoops and everything, yeah. but it's cookie dough. Yeah. One of these opened in town. We have one now, which is awesome. And that's what this place right is. Right down the street from it, Josh. Right. <laughs> yeah. What? It's very close. Yeah. Yeah. It's right, okay. next, right next to where we went to. Never mind. Go, go on with your story. <laughs> I don't want to tell people where it is. You're right. It's sure. right. I don't want to give them a plug. Yeah. So we go. We want to try this thing out. Uh, it's good. So, or it looks good. We haven't tried it, but we were going to a birthday party the next day and we said, hey, these folks like to go get a dessert. We'll get them a, a gift card here. Maybe they'll enjoy it. Sure. So we, we do that. We order the gift card and in handing us both the gift card and our debit card back, I'm going to do this for the camera because it's, it was aggravating. All right. The guy behind the cash, <laughs> the cashier, the guy behind the register handed it to us like this. Like Gosh, he was, you got to get a look at this. Like he was presenting us. A ceremonial sword. Right. Like he handed us the <laughs> gift card this way, and then when we got back our debit card, he handed us our debit card this way, both hands, which made me, being completely socially awkward, grab it back from him with both <laughs> hands. And then as we left, I said to my wife, uh, 
did that annoy you as much as it annoyed me? Because it drove me absolutely <laughs> crazy. And I, I know it shouldn't, but it was one of those little things like, why are you handing me the card this way? What is wrong with you? Right. That's very curious. I don't know why you would do that. I don't know. I don't know why. Why wouldn't you just hand it back with like with one hand, like I gave it to you, like a normal person? Right. Why? Why <laughs> present it two-handed? What is that about? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> don't get it at all. And it was very gingerly, like balanced on his fingertips. Sure. As if it were, you know, again, like some sort of thing that he was presenting me. I've only ever seen this one other point in my life. Only once in the wild, I've seen this. Yeah. It's at a local donut shop. Okay. Um. That's that's. Every every morning when I go get donuts, the woman there is this sweet old lady. That's how she gives the card back. She also doesn't speak English very well. So well, I would okay. presume it's like a cultural thing. Like so, it's a presentation yeah. of, of a service. Well, offered. Amanda, like, that on, was my guess. Amanda on Facebook says maybe he lived in Japan for a while. This was a 17-year-old kid from Highland Park. That was my what, guess. A 17-year-old white kid from Highland Park. He did not live in – he did not spend many years in Japan – Learning how to handle. You hand don't back know part. his backstory. He did not. He did not. <laughs> I'm not buying it. There's no way he did it. Now I, I understand if it was yeah if it's a, if it's a cultural thing then that's fine. This kid what did he hasn't been outside of North Dallas his entire life. Right. So uh, how busy was this shop? It was there busy. A bunch of people? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was very busy. Okay, and that, this place is packed. Yeah, right. There's probably only one kid. Was well, one register, right? Yeah. Everybody had to pass through this individual. Yeah. So he's doing this with everybody. Yeah. It Every, there's you. a lot of people out there that share the same story. I guarantee you. And it doesn't seem to be any kind of cultural implication. <laughs> well, I don't think maybe so. Maybe he just dropped the car too many times, and so his hands from all the oil <laughs> on the on the cookie dough. You know what? I want to make sure I get as much grease on there as possible. Yeah. I want to hand them the card with with, with two. Maybe there's a he's a sweet kid and just kept dropping cards it was like he had never held a debit card in his life that's what it felt like to me i don't want to say he was messing with you because i don't know <laughs> but like when i was I 17 thought it was a bit <laughs> yeah I, I thought it was a when bit. i was 17 and working at the movies like i did stupid stuff like that all the time to mess with people i one time like at, working at the movies right i'd have to serve popcorn for one night just for fun i i held the popcorn scoop backwards just to see how many people would say something and of course people did it was just a bit and other yeah. people didn't and i was like they're just gonna wonder Oh, they're going to spend the rest of the evening thinking, like, is that kid an idiot? Why doesn't he know to do that right? Like, <laughs> So I, that's my guess. Is to, Like, this is the only reason I could think he would do that other than... If it, um, if it was a bit, it was it was brilliately done and I yeah, commit him Yeah, other that. than complete ignorance. Like, yeah. it just doesn't know any better somehow. So I guess everyone does, because I, I thought this was a unique thing. Apparently everyone does the bit thing. Because when I I, uh, I worked at a job, I won't even say which job, okay. worked at a, at a job, there was a person who answered the phone. And so I would go up there on my lunch break and we'd make them play a game. When they answered the phone, they always had, we would, we would roll the dice and they had to do whatever accent came up on, on the dice. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, because, because here's the deal. Like no one's going to question you over the phone. No, no one's going to be like, is this a bit? Because they, they don't know. <laughs> right. They don't know. And so right, they can't see who's on the other end yeah, of the phone. And so they don't want to be offensive. I think people's overwhelming <laughs> like need not to be offensive made yeah. that hysterical for okay. me. Give me give me some context on this. What was this like? Uh, was this a phone call like casual, like a pizza delivery place? Or was no, this like it was a, a business. call center service? It was an international business. Okay. This legitimate like a, business. This was like a real stand up adult job. Yeah. Okay. And what, real what adult job. Can you hit me with some of the accents on the list? Uh, we had... Like how difficult were these? You see, like that's that's what I'm getting at. 
<laughs> I'll say this. It was difficult to do them well. Okay. That's you don't yeah. have to do them, but what, what, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh I think we had Swiss on there. No German. German Russian. was on there, German's French on was there. on there, yeah. uh Spanish was on there. Uh, Canadian, which is which is a fun one, uh, was on there. Oh, everybody overdoes that one. Everybody oh, yeah. always eh? overdoes that one. Yeah. How you doing, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lots of boots. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Canadian was fun. Uh, we did just, just, you know, just random ones. Sure. You know. So uh, I thought, I thought it was a, it's a classic bit. Oh, well, sure. It made my lunch go by so much faster. Right. Uh, just sitting here watching this person, you know, because again, they, they they could hold it too. They didn't like break ever. So even the person would like they would have to repeat the question over and over again. They they it was an awful impression, but they, they I, owned it. I do that all the time to stay sane. My previous job was I was a producer for an afternoon talk show, so I was yeah. answering the phones. Sure, I was talking to callers, and so yeah, I would we would do bits on them constantly just to just to not go crazy. And either the host would pick up and pretend to be me and do an absolutely terrible a terrible accent. I don't even know. I don't think I sounded that way at all. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't think um, you had an accent at all. But, uh, you know, you'd like hick it up really bad and talk to them and pretend to be me or we would yeah. just set the phone down and let them talk and just throw in some uh-huhs every now and then. I'm glad to know that the entire world then is just totally immature and yeah. and just you know oh, just yeah. because someone's in their 30s doesn't mean they're an, an, an adult. No, that's a safe. It's None safe of us bet. have it figured out. You guys ever were you ever good at the prank call? Because no. my, my kryptonite was breaking. I'd always break. I could never hold it together. Like I'd always laugh or do something. I wasn't stupid. quick enough at the at the at the prank call. I no. was never quick enough to like come up with a good response. <laughs> I had the wit, but uh, I didn't. I didn't have the ability. Like, right. I, I could. I could lie really easily, yeah. Uh, but it just never. I never like it, some reason. I never, never t- took off. I never did well at that. Mm. Uh, we come back. We're going to talk about a new dating experience that may make most Americans feel uncomfortable. That's on the Real News Lunch Break Show. Coming right back after this. All right, we are back on the Lunch Break Show. Uh, again, I am Josh here with Zach Lewis and Matt Stoker. We're doing this every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 12 to 1, except for this Friday. Except for this Friday. We are off for Good Friday, and then we're joined on Monday with a two-hour show from 11 to 1. So that's going to be a start, start, start up week. It almost bums me out we're not going to be here for Friday, only because I'd like to have... Like the sensation of sitting at home at noon, and I'm like, oh, the lunch break is on, and like checking it out, and like that would be nice oh, yeah. instead of being yeah. on it. Watch but the show. Well, I do enjoy, free. It. right? Yeah, feel free. I, I do enjoy being on it. Uh, so I'll, I'll maybe we can know. run a rerun. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> can we do that? A, a Facebook Live rerun? A best of. A best of. <laughs> a best of break. Love a good best of. Uh, so this new dating, this new dating trend. Uh, Zach swears it's not a trend. It's a new dating trend it's in the UK. Trend. Yeah, and it is okay. growing like wildfire. And it is a dating service that I think I think cuts to the chase of what every date is about. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And it is called nude speed dating. It's not a trend. 
It's a trend. No, it's not. You don't. You don't have your finger on the pulse of the UK people <laughs> like a, I do. It's not a thing. Yeah, we're not gonna let it be a thing. Go, go ahead. So Ex- explain. Here's please. the whole whole deal. You've all done speed dating before. Maybe you have. Maybe you haven't. But you are aware of what speed dating is. Mm-hmm. So now what they've done is they've taken speed dating and they they, they just removed your clothes. Right. So it's nude speed dating. Nude speed dating. Which no, that is not a picture of out there, like, by the way. God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which which I think ultimately for a lot of a lot of people on a first date is what you spend, you know, a large portion of your time thinking about or talking about. You know, it's just trying to wonder what they're like in in that in that particular stance. Sure. So it cuts to the chase. You see them and go, Yeah, okay. Or no. I'm I mean good. this 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 has to appeal to people who would go to like a a nudist resort or a, uh, something like that, right? Like, the, it's not going to capture people who just want to go do this, right? The normal dating person is not just going to sign up for this, are they? But they're not doing new, like, they're not not, not doing a nudist like age group. Uh, they're doing twenty five to thirty five year olds, uh, and they're just uh, they, they say they're a completely normal crowd. They just want to like the clothes are really awkward, and so everyone you know is automatically going to be more uncomfortable because they're not wearing clothes. So it kind of evens the playing field. You're all going into it kind of like, uh, but you get, they say, much more real conversation. Before I dip into why this doesn't work, um, <laughs> first, yeah, Samantha Knight said it's not a trend. I, I agree it's not a trend, but I should clarify, by trend I mean like a thing. It's not a real thing. Like, this isn't going to be a thing How? that people do regularly. I don't think this is going to pick up and take off like wildfire. You were saying Yeah. yeah. Wildfire. I, think, I think this kind of thing attracts two kinds of people, all right? On the one hand, <laughs> you've got the casual dater who thinks this is going to give them an edge and really thinks they're ready for it, but totally aren't. And they're going to end up in a room nude with a bunch of other people just super uncomfortable and like crossing their legs not knowing if they should do that when other people do it is it cool to cross your legs when everybody's naked like you don't know the best why wouldn't it be cool you don't know the best way to deal with it and therefore you won't be presenting the best version of yourself nude or otherwise versus going to like a casual speeding thing where you're wearing whatever you want and you feel great and you look great you're gonna be naked and you're gonna be like yeah is it not okay to cover up at the no you, so you can't, like, couldn't, like, hold my hands or You see what I mean? Yeah, where do you put your hands? Like, do you just like, put them on do the side? Do you often put your hands you over that here? area of your body? Well, no, but you're naked. I'm also not normally naked in public. That's the issue. Here's the, the problem. Other... There's going to be one dude, oh, you might be about to say this, there's going to yes. be one dude who's way into this exactly. thing. Exactly. <laughs> and makes the whole thing uncomfortable. The other person who's going to be there, the other kind of individual, is the insane nutcase who thinks it's cool and is totally into it. The <laughs> adrenaline junkie. The person chasing that high. The kind of yeah. person you would never want to date and in no way should be in an event for speed dating. That's why this whole thing doesn't so work. So do any of y'all have any experience at an actual facility? None at all. Never well, A facility for what? What are you for talking about? Like a nudist colony. No, oh, no, I thought no, you meant no. for I've, speed dating. No, neither, neither so that So I've either. had both. Yeah. I've really? Had, yes, I've had both. Okay. Naturally, all right. Now, well, let's, let's naturally let's go. Go. now like we've that. got a conversation. Yeah. So, you were the guy that we were talking about. <laughs> You're that guy, yeah. Uh, no, for the speed dating, it was a radio bit, and I sure. had to go do a speed dating. And even though I took it like a bit, so I was kind of like making jokes and stuff, and everyone knew I was there from the radio station to yeah. help fill a, fill a seat, mm-hmm. uh, it still hurt my feelings that no one picked me at the end of the night. <laughs> that does so, hurt. How speed dating works is you get like to pick three people, mm-hmm. and then everyone, if your picks match up, then you go on, the, on an actual date. Right. So there was like 20 of us, and I, the, what I'm telling myself- Do they do this at the there, or do you find out later? They tell you, like, you get a little sheet. 
I was going to say, yeah, you if you look like, in the picture you've got, uh, you can throw it on stream, you've got like cards that people you can write yeah. on, right? So you everyone names. has a number. You're like cattle. Everyone has a number. And you yeah. go, I like number 20, number 45, number whoever it was. And if they wrote down the same number for you, if the numbers match, boom, you get their info, they get your info, and you're, and you're set. Yeah. Uh, so for me, the, what but I'm you find telling, out when this is over. The, yeah, the, the, yeah. So this is like being on the playground and not being, everybody oh, knows God, you were not yeah. picked for kickball. It was a, it was a weird oh, card so, yeah, right It's home. like getting Valentine's in elementary school. Oh, like everybody drops in your box. Yeah. And you get like two, yeah. yeah. So what I'm telling myself is everyone knew I was a radio bit, and they didn't want to like waste their pick on me. Okay, that's what I'm telling myself, so sure. I don't cry. You know, this, this again was a long time ago. <laughs> you know, I don't think that was it. I, I have a counterargument. I'll bet people didn't want to pick you because they were afraid you talk about it on the radio. You're too popular. You have a megaphone. Never mess with true. the man with there the microphone. Go. That yeah. is true. And if they wanted a date with you, yeah. they'd end up on the air. Both of those in some are good for embarrassing me. fashion. So yeah, that's my bet anyway. And but then uh, as far as good. the experience at a colony, uh, it was accidental. Not no. Yes. No, you don't accidentally show up <laughs> it was. at a nudist colony. I'll tell you you don't take story. a wrong turn. No. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. We have five minutes, and I'll tell you the story. So <laughs> Please do. In Austin, there's a place called Hippie Hollow. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And Hippie Hollow is a nudist beach. Yeah. You can go and hang out there. I had no idea that Hippie Hollow was a God, nudist beach. Come. When was this? When this was, I was uh, first year out of college, so I was 23, 24. 23 years old? Okay. No idea. I've been to Austin a handful of times. Never gone to Hippie Hollow. All right. So my friend, who's a bartender in Austin, thinks it's hilarious to send me and another friend of mine who are both visiting him in town. He goes out to work and says, hey, you guys should go to Hippie Hollow and hang out. People doing bits. What, yeah. he, didn't, he didn't go? No, he didn't go. Well, how funny is that? You don't get to see how, how awful it turns out. <laughs> well, yeah. so me and my friend, who he's more uncomfortable about, like, open nudity than I am. Okay. Uh, we get in the car and we're driving out to this place, Hippie Hollow. And so we uh, get there and here's the first like indicator. When we arrive at the parking lot for for Hippie Hollow, the guy at the booth who took our, our cash, which I, I'm used to paying to go swim. Uh, that was done in East Texas as well. Yeah. Sure. Power State Park, you have to pay to get in to go swim. Yeah. I get all that. He goes, uh, here's the deal, you got to keep your trunks on in the parking lot. And I was like, what? That's weird. Yeah. But I thought it's like a weird way of saying like you can't like change clothes in the parking lot. Yeah, sure. you can't yeah, come in sense. in jeans or anything. Yeah. And right. so I, I said, yeah. I said, I already got them on. Yeah. I already got them on. Covered. Problem Done. solved. I'm good, man. Yeah. So Don't worry about me. Again, completely oblivious. <laughs> uh, park the car, get out, me and my friend walking down, towel over our shoulders, flip-flops on. Uh, and then off, off in the distance, uh, we see two guys. Sitting on a log, and again, they're not on the beaten path. They're kind of like off, like off, like twenty or thirty feet from the beaten path. Yeah, and they're sitting pretty close, and you can tell out of your peripheral they're not wearing any clothes. Sure. And I go, whoa! But what? It's it's Austin. I I don't know what the rules are, uh, but you know that's not my fight. Like, sure. I'm not going to be like, hey, this is a family establishment. Yeah, you're not going to go over and say anything. no. Yeah, yeah, no. So I just like, keep whatever. I yeah. just keep walking. I figure they, they they think they're far enough away, and clearly they are not. Right. Uh, <laughs> and we get down to the beach. This is like being at a gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's always some guy that's just like yeah. not observing the rules of of it's guy, it's society. It's guy screaming and working yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. You know, what, what are you going to do? You're not going well, to. Why be more in the changing room? Like, there's always some guy that gets out of the showers. Like, Dude, yeah. Come on. Oh, yeah. Give he me, does, he give does me a break like, here. Yeah, he has a towel around his neck. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, <laughs> you know what that towel's for. <laughs> yeah. And so, so we get down to the actual beach, and on the actual beach, it is, again, just – that's when it clicks. Okay. Uh -huh. I'm the one out, out of place. 
but I've already paid. Well, wait, so, you're, you're wearing your trunks at this point. Yeah, I'm wearing my trunks. Okay. Trunks and shirts. So you're shirt. committed. You are out of place. Yeah, how much I'm was it place. to get? How much was it like to get? Ten, ten bucks. That's $10 I'd eat. No. That's $10 I'd <laughs> For me, I figured, you know what? Because again, going. I was big. I was big. That's how my friend felt, uh, by the way. Uh, but I had, I had the keys. So right. I was like, you know what? When in Rome. How often do we get a chance to not Fair creepily stumble in to a situation like this? Yeah. Uh, and again, no one there was remotely my age. They're all like 50s and plus. Well, sure. Like, that's not a place where you're trying to impress anybody nope. in, in any way. Yeah. I had no desire of talking to anyone there about like having a having a, a drink on 6th Street later on. Right. So I, I went ahead and went to Rome, down with the shorts, sure. walked into the water, swam, felt great. Freeing, it was relaxing. I had a good time. My Water's friend, cold in Austin. My, yeah, well, it was chilly. Yeah. My friend, my friend sat on top of a rock, <laughs> like and like, and like, like a had, buzzard, like had, a, had like <laughs> eagle vision the entire time, as if some like fifty year old man was going to come up and club him oh, and drag is, him off to a the van. The floor is lava. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, he he did not have a good time. I I thought it was fine. Everyone was nice and friendly, and it was not in any way sexual in any capacity. But that's how I accidentally stumbled into a nudist colony. I, no, I mean, it wasn't all that accidental, though. Like once it you, was. Once you got, yeah, but once you got there, you were all in. You had the choice. Yeah. You, well, were, you, you always were parachuted in. <laughs> no, you always have a choice. But by the time you're there, you've already paid, you're already in, yeah. you've already seen the unfortunateness that was out there on sure. display. Right. Uh, go ahead and join them. I guess, why it's, not, why not? Yeah, I guess at some point you do develop... You you, you you automatically pick up that kind of horse blinder thing, right? Where you're just like, I'm not really paying attention to anybody do my thing. I'm just doing my thing. Yeah. I'm just going to be me, and that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I guess I can get behind There's got to be someone in the comments who backs me up that, this, that they've not done yet. the exact my, same thing. Not my, yet. my phone died. I can't tell. Are there... Uh, how are the wandering eyes? Yeah? How was that? No one. Oh, I mean, for you. Oh. You find yourself There was kinda, no reason to wonder. Well, you shouldn't. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, naturally, you shouldn't, but I was, was like just being out at Fossil Rim, a uh, safari park. Yeah. Is that, is that Hootis as well? Uh, no, I'm just saying, oh. like, you just, you're just you taking in the wildlife. Uh, right. Yeah, because, again, it, it was, like, the youngest person there besides me and my friend, uh, 55. Yeah. And everyone else was significantly older than, than, than that. Right. So it was definitely the old school, like, we're at Woodstock hippies yeah. that were there. Yeah, and, these are actual hippies. Yeah, and yeah. it was not, it was not a, like, a, like, oh, wow. This is, you know, it was not that. I think I'd meet you in the middle. I wouldn't eat that $10, but it would depend on who I was with. All right. If yeah. I was with somebody who I was relatively comfortable, like like with Christine or something, yeah, I'd probably do it. Yeah. If I was, I don't know, with a, with a couple other people who I'm not super cool with, maybe not. But you're in Austin with a friend. You went there together. Yeah. yeah like you, you clearly have a relationship in which you, you're willing to, you know, keep keep things. Uh, civil. <laughs> I was gonna say civil, uh, candid. I guess is what I'm looking for. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could get behind. It's not that crazy. Uh, there I you guess. go. Amanda yeah. says I would have. So there you go. I would have. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. Someone at least back to because to me that was a story like you know what okay like I would never purposely seek that out yeah I'd never go you know what I want to do today I want to go to a nudist colony I've heard of people like because I know people that have gone to it before but they've said it's 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 very much a when in Rome situation but they did specifically go to Hippie Hollow to try it out but they were like well it's in Austin it's right there people say it's cool like. 
What the, I, I got nothing to do on a Saturday. I'll go check it out. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, it's, it's different. I don't have anything against it. I just, it's an experience. Yeah, never accidentally ended up in that situation. Yeah. Well, when, when you do, I suggest just <laughs> lean just into it. Just go with it. Lean just into it. Keep, it your was, trunk, keep your trunks on in the parking lot. Yeah. It'll make it's a great story. Yeah. 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 It was a trunks free experience that I, I thoroughly enjoyed with hindsight. Sure. And on that note, uh, another successful lunch break show. Uh, you can join us again. Successful? Uh, yeah. Ish. Successful. We had two very phenomenal <laughs> guests on. We were awful, we but the guests were great. Uh, you can always watch this again on YouTube, on Facebook, and on Twitter. After we also done. will be posting the audio version. I've been rolling on this, so Perfect. the audio version. Look up the lunch break yeah. on any of your favorite podcast applications. It'll probably be there in a day or so. Yeah. Ish. All right. Again, thanks so much. See you guys on Wednesday.